You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! The marathon is not defenseless, and we can't let it be taken without a fight. Welcome to Podcast PXN episode 192. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I'm joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire, Roshan Warner at Roro. Hello, hello. Very excited to be here today, sir. Hell yes. Hell yes. Uh... <laughs> Christian is not joining us, but he is in the chat, so he's with us in spirit. But we do have our DMZ daddy in the Tarkov Teletubby himself, Gage Dempster at Gilbo Biggins. I'm slightly more excited than Rashan to be here. Not that, not that it's a competition, <laughs> oh, yeah? but that I, thought, I thought I should point it out. <laughs> nice. We are see in. about that. You know what? I'm slightly <laughs> more excited than you, than you are for rove it's just an endless cycle and thank you but we could all agree that christian oh. is the most excited if you know christian's the least excited <laughs> no he's the hater boy uh, i think rose spot on there I think what he said in the pre-show there he is the most excited oh, oh i see i see <laughs> oh and thank you for that excitement to everyone that is joining us and watching us live in the chat and participating. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on youtube.com slash at podcast PXN and twitch.tv slash podcast PXN as well. The topic of the show this week, guys, is the news out of the summer's PlayStation showcase from today, May 24th. Big show, big show. But first, the show always starts with the quick bites. So, guys, let's go ahead and jump right into it. The first quick bite, of course, Mortal Kombat 1 had been announced. It is coming September 19th. The CG trailer for this game. Woo! Looks gruesome. <laughs> but we got news that gameplay is officially coming during Summer Game Fest for Jeff Keighley's event next not next week, two weeks, I believe, from tomorrow. Very, very gruesome stuff coming, I'm sure. Brutal trailer. I'm glad it's a, a, a reboot, though. That's kind of cool. Mm. Um, I haven't really played a lot of the Mortal Kombat games. Played a little bit of the most recent one, 11. I think, yeah. But that was basically it. But uh, yeah, good. Glad it's back. Heck yeah. I have no connection to Mortal Kombat, but this is cool for people that yeah. like it. Exactly. Wow. No connection, but no connection. I don't like fighting games. I don't even like Smash Bros. All right. I know. I know. I know. That's I know. fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but Gage, you might be connected. Uh, little piece that's attached to this here. The first DLC pack for Mortal Kombat 1 <laughs> has already been leaked. And it includes some interesting names here. The, the six playable characters are said to be Quan Chi, Omni-Man, Ermac, Peacemaker, Takeda, I don't know who that is, and <laughs> Homelander from The Boys. Pretty awesome first batch of DLC characters. <laughs> for, for a game that's known about, for known for its violence, Omni-Man and Homelander, those are both great picks. That's kind of fucking awesome. Hell yeah gonna make you a mortal Kombat fan before the show's over 
I feel like there's a I feel like there's a chance that J.K. Simmons will actually do the voice for it, but there's zero chance that Anthony Starr will do the voice for Homelander. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. He does not seem the type of person that uh, is even in this wavelength. Yeah. Uh, guys, our next quick bite. We got some new images of the PlayStation accessibility controller, which has now gotten a name called Access. So very interesting looking controller. It's like a um, disc shaped uh, controller with different attachments that you can put on there. Uh, they show like a joystick attachment attached to it with um, some buttons. Uh, very, ex- very exciting stuff for um, people in this community that um, rely on this type of technology to help them play games and very cool stuff to, to see Sony progressing in this. Definitely. Yeah, I, I look at this and like, I don't know how I would begin to operate this, but it's so cool to think that there are people out there who look at this like this is going to make things easier for me. I just, right. It's just interesting how that that works and how the design of it works. But yeah, like Dan said, this is awesome for those who need it. Yeah. PlayStation Access, that's good branding. That's a good name. Good name for it. Absolutely. You don't like Microsoft's name? Uh, what is it? The uh, compatibility controller? Or I forget what the name is. It's a really <laughs> goofy name, and I'm like... Dan, Xbox hasn't been naming things great since that's what? Fair. How far back do we want to go? Ten years? Twelve that's, years? That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that's a whole other thing. I had a, I had a conversation <laughs> with Sean about that when Series S and X were announced, and I was like, "But it makes sense because it goes with it one S and one S X." But those names really didn't make sense. So, yeah, I get right. It, it was it was making sense out of something that didn't make right. sense. So yes. then, therefore, just kind of compounding. Yeah. yeah, let me tell you, Dan. Everyone had a conversation with their friends when <laughs> the Series X and the Series S was announced. Everyone was like, "Why? Why is this happening?" We're gonna Didn't get... Phil say like that? It's... He's like, it's going to be self-explanatory or something like that. Yeah. He had some weird quote about it. It will be because the next <laughs> console gauge is going to be Series Y. <laughs> Dan, that still doesn't explain anything. <laughs> no, I, it was a joke. Is why? Get it? Oh, why? Oh, why? Uh, <laughs> there you go. Good one. Good one. Yeah, Make it stop. <laughs> Uh, we'll make it stop with some Nintendo yep. news. Super Mario Game Boy Advance games are officially headed to the Nintendo Switch Online on May 26th. That is Friday. Very soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm down to play uh, Yoshi's Island again. Um, I haven't actually played uh, the first Super Mario Advance and Super Mario Advance 2, so that's cool. Glad that they're making their way onto the Switch. Heck yeah. Nintendo doing doing good on their backwards compatibility promise, I guess. Now. Yeah. <laughs> for now. For now. For now. For now. Now and for now. <laughs> we'll see what happens in the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Moving into, of course, some Halo news because it's me hosting. Here we are. Uh, <laughs> Infection has officially returned finally for Halo Infinite and it is coming at the launch of Season 4 on June 20th. This mode is my favorite casual mode in Halo so I'm finally, I'm so excited for this to finally be in the game. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff they acknowledged in their development call that they had. I won't go over everything but some of the highlights, uh, they talked about cross-core stuff, which I know Gage is very um, uh, anti- very much anticipating. Uh, they said that all 
of the skins from season four onwards will be quote cross core. The way they're going to implement that is going to be kind of hodgepodge initially until they get the UI in a place where they can do it in a more uh, more of a sense that makes sense. But anyways, I'm not going to explain that whole thing. It's, <laughs> that would take too long. Uh, but yes, um, I think they're they're still working towards getting that full uh, customization of cross core across all cores. Um, they also confirmed career rank, which is coming for the launch of season four as well, which will use military ranks to go along with that. Uh, very exciting as well, because fans have been wanting the progression system in place uh, since launch. Of course, every Halo game has had it before, um, so it's good that we're finally getting it. Of course, it should have already been there uh, from the get-go, but glad that it's finally coming. Um, and they also uh, said that Plaza, which is the remake of Plaza from Halo 5, one of my favorite Halo 5 maps, um, is finally coming in... Uh, the first couple of weeks of season four as well. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Good Moving. stuff all around. <laughs> Better late than never. Yes, <laughs> yeah. We will eventually be. 343 is Halo 3. Are you still sticking by that? I am, yes. Moving Maybe on. not the next one. We don't want to reset. Okay, no, all right. No, no. Moving on, uh, our next quick bite. Alan Wake's voice actor has seemingly real. I guess this is uh, yeah, a little out of date, but has seemingly revealed an October release month. I wonder if this will happen, guys. We'll just <laughs> leave the audience on edge for now on that. I wonder. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> anywho, moving on. Uh, <laughs> this right here, guys, is the exact kind of shit we need nowadays on marketing partnerships destiny 2 is getting some collaboration uh skins or armor i guess uh for um playstation uh it is supposed to mimic aloy kratos jin sakai and a clicker ghost shell uh so they have a really cool mock-ups of these new armors and skin for the uh, ghost and very it looks very cool and more importantly it is on all platforms not just one platform very very cool cool yeah i think they added uh uh a clicker based uh spaceship and sparrow as well Hell yeah. um alongside the ghost but yeah these are some cool armor sets i saw a lot of people saying that they think the titan is the worst i, I like i think the titan looks <laughs> dope as hell but um yeah they're all really cool i mean the freaking warlock has a sword so it's kind of hard to compete with that but yeah it being on all platforms awesome love that can I give Absolutely. you guys a hot take, which has not been... Uh -oh. I feel like I'm totally on my own on this one. I think the Ghost of Tsushima one is the worst by far. Yeah? I think they all look good. Yeah. I think the Ghost of Tsushima one is the worst by far. I think the Titan looks awesome. And so does right? the Warlock. And the, the Warlock is the Ghost, uh, is the ghost of Tsushima. Oh, Shimon. sorry, sorry. That, uh, no, that is the one I think that looks the worst. The one that's yeah. the Horizon mock-up. That's the Hunter, I think. Yeah. The that's Hunter looks good. awesome, and so does yeah. the Titan. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Christian says in the chat, Halo snore. You know what, Christian? <laughs> he still, went there. Still going there. Still going there. <laughs> anyway. uh, moving on from there, is the PSVR 2 doing good, guys? Let's check in here. Sales have come in. Uh, Sony has revealed that the PSVR 2's first six weeks outperformed the original PSVR's first six weeks, coming in at a, at just below 600,000 units sold. 
Specific numbers are unclear on the provided graph below, but the original PSVR came in closer to 500,000. What's interesting to me, I was looking at this chart and I was like, there's one thing that glares at me at this chart and it's at the end of the chart. It's getting very narrow there. And the PSVR original is on a pretty, you know, consistent incline. And it seems right. to look like the PSVR 2 is flatlining. And that's mm. not going to keep up if Sony doesn't give us, you know, some games to be excited about. Right. Yeah, totally agree. I, I uh, you could have fooled me that this was doing better than the PS uh, VR, but apparently the numbers show differently. But absolutely agree with what Dan's saying that eventually it's going to either meet the same point as the PS VR and peak pretty soon, and then flatline or go down, um, unless they show cool games. And I don't think they did yet. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But yeah, it's uh, only a matter of time before it doesn't do as good as the PS VR. Exactly. They they can have a really strong opening couple of weeks and have that it's selling faster than, but that doesn't equate to like total units sold. And if it'll be anything, now I will say to be fair, um, I think when we were talking about this last, we were operating under the sort of um, expected numbers, like when an, when analysts say like, oh, this is how much we think it sold. So it does turn, it has, it does seem to be selling better than we thought originally, which is good, but. Like Rashan said, software is king, and uh, I don't think that that's quite there yet, even a little bit at all. But we'll get to that later. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Our last quick bite. Prince of Persia's reboot reportedly won't be at Yubi's event here in a couple of weeks, and it is back in a conceptual phase. Uh <laughs> So apparently, in terms of the development stage, we're in conception right now. Since we took over the project, we've been looking at feedback from the community and finding our own way of delivering the game, explained Ubisoft producer Jean-Francois Noad. I hope I didn't butcher his name there. Uh, he continued, now we're building up the team, defining the priorities, putting prototypes together, testing elements, and looking at how we can include community feedback in the de development as well. It's still in an early stage, and players should not expect to hear more about the game this year, but rest assured that we're all putting our strengths and heart into this project. Hopefully, let's change it completely, because that last thing we got to look at was... <laughs> It looks like they, I guess they are like rebooting yeah. it completely. Um, but I mean, you can't help but scoff just because it's uh, it's Ubisoft. But in, at the end of the day, this is a good thing that they are rebooting it and they're not just putting out whatever they, they have or rushing it. So it's good to see that they're rebooting it and trying to make the best product that they can. But again, it's Ubisoft. So I'm like, oh, great. Here we go again. Another Ubisoft game that's not doing so hot. Um, but hopefully they could turn it around and I that the fans deserve it. I, I think there's a lot of Prince of Persia fans that would like this to be good. So they deserve a, a full pro full product when it comes out. Agreed. Christian says they're rebooting the reboot. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> and he's not wrong. That's the kind yeah. of crazy thing. Yeah. What's unfortunate about what Roshan just said is that, that that's kind of how it is for all of Ubisoft's legacy franchises. There's a, there's mm -hmm. like a diehard fan base for for each one that just wants it to come back they have as i always say ubisoft has like some of the most wide 
varied catalog of any i like of any publisher and they just have squandered it it's crazy because like whatever you can say for prince of persia fans you can say for ghost recon fans you can say for splitter cell fans like it's crazy it's crazy come on ubisoft get it together indeed indeed uh kirik says he's waiting for the inevitable price drop for the psvr too so oh, may have not to a bad idea it. yeah <laughs> yes but yeah it might maybe a while <laughs> that's true all right Let's move into our street meat item here. We got one to run over real quick. Some, sorry, that was good. Come on. You know it was good. I, I laughed. I giggled. <laughs> uh, I could see Christian rolling his eyes right now. Some Assassin's Creed Mirage leaks have come out here from Insider Gaming, of course, uh, Tom Henderson's outlet. On YouTube, a creator uploaded a video featuring a ton of leaks for Assassin's Creed Mirage. It, it cites a 15-hour story, a Unity-sized map, of course, Assassin's Creed Unity, entirely stealth-focused, and it has a reputation system. It also says oh, yeah. it launches October 12th, and it says it's a pinch of salt time. Well, it may not be such a pinch of salt as we'll find out later in the show, but at least about one part of that. But yeah, Gage, yeah. Okay, but with this whole pinch of salt thing, are you guys not realizing how good street meat was as an idea for naming? <laughs> all of it, right? See, it all comes Genius. together. Genius. We laughed at him at first, but no, he was on to something. <laughs> you called me crazy. <laughs> you did, yeah. stood there and called me crazy. Yeah. All right. But I was it. a pioneer. We shouted it from the roof. Had a vision. Yeah, I had a vision. That's you, goddamn right. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, into the PXN news of the week, guys. I put this one first here. Uh, I, I think this is uh, very important. Of course, Ro, you chatted in our uh, discussion and DMs about this. I tweeted about this as well. I think this is super important to cover. I think we give Nintendo a lot of uh, hate, and a lot of people give Nintendo a lot of praise. In this circumstance, Nintendo deserves a lot of a lot of praise for this. Um, so, uh, A.G. Anuma essentially said that when he announced in March of 2022 a delay for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the game was pretty much complete. So, pretty much 100% content complete. The last year was spent on polish, making sure the wild physics of the game just work. So, Nintendo gave... The, that team an entire year just to polish the game it was content complete for a year insane yeah that that is awesome and and like you said we we give nintendo a lot of flack as they should deserve and sometimes we give them a plaque uh, a pass sorry when they don't deserve it um so it's 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 fair to give them criticism when it's deserved and all that kind of stuff I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that. But this is definitely a, a, a Nintendo W that I hope to see the, the industry follow uh, follow this example, I guess. Um, because Tears of the Kingdom is a huge success and everybody could potentially have that. Maybe not that successful. It is a Nintendo game at the end of the day, but you can maybe get a piece of that pie if you just wait a little bit longer, polish it to the extent that it needs to to be polished, take the time you need, and maybe get a, have a banger on your hands as well. Yeah, the nature the nature of video games it makes it kind of unique in the sense that it's software, so an extra year will never hurt any any project. Right. Like that's the thing. Like if it's if you have something that is not something like in conceptual stages, we're not talking about Duke Nukem that's taking you know ten years. <laughs> we're talking about something that is okay. We could launch this today, 
as a product, no game will ever be what will like lose from having an extra year of polish, right? So that's that's kind of a unique thing with video games. So this is all awesome. they absolutely deserve praise for this. Also, just to correct you, Dan, I personally don't think I give Nintendo any hate. I give them criticism, which they earn on oh. a monthly basis. <laughs> it almost seems. That's but fair. but yes, they absolutely deserve props for this. This is this is awesome. That's the one thing with Nintendo that I don't think anyone has ever. I, I don't know. It, it seems like they they know what their core franchises and core franchises are. And even if it's ent- entirely business motivated and all about the money, they still see that in a way that knows like, okay, we really have to treat this with respect. So when it comes to like the Mario cards and the, and the uh, Zeldas and the Mar and like the super Mario odysseys and all that stuff, like they're usually pretty good about hitting the mark. So with the amount of pressure that was on this sequel, I could see, this was probably one of the easier negotiations between the studio and the executives and like hey let us do our thing and by god they actually gave them time what a world we live in because this is yeah this is awesome to hear this is nothing but a a positive in my mind and here's the thing like for other people in the industry looking at this like the extra year of polish is you know making your game that much better like you're not going to release a Redfall, for instance, like there may be problems with the game still, but it's not going to release at a five out of ten or at least well, I wouldn't think so in terms of like mechanically like. Right. Well, let's look at uh, let me let me take it one step further. A, a year of polish, an entire year. Surely that's the difference between a 98 and a 96 on Open Critic, in which case that changes right. the conversation entirely. That goes from Tears of the Kingdom is. Uh, and a, cr- a crazy follow-up. They actually did it. It's just as good as the first one to what we actually got, which is this is now by some metrics the best game of all time. That's what an extra year of polish will do for you. Like that is a yeah. quantifiable thing we can look at right now and yeah. say like, yeah, you know what I mean it could have been a ninety-seven, right, without that year. And that's being generous on the on the opposite side of the argument is saying that it would only go down a point or two. So like that is something that you can look at. Now here's the the the, the part that makes me angry is that they're not going to. Nobody is. Bobby Kotick's not looking at it and going, huh, if I treat them like human beings, if all those, <laughs> if all those Treyarch workers in the basement, if I let them see the sun, maybe they'll, like, no, that's not unfortunately how it works, even though you're right, Daniel, it's right there, clear as day. Like, you know, like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Kirk in the chat says, that is how you make a game. It shows, give a creative team the time they need, and it's a win for everyone. Looking at you, Hello Game, CD Projekt Red, and Bethesda. <laughs> Damn. This man <laughs> speaks the truth. That's fair. Yeah. Very fair. All right. Well, moving into our second news of the week item. Sony's continued acquisition plans have been detailed. Uh, As reported by the Financial Times, Sony is considering a partial spinoff for its financial services business to focus on its entertainment and image sensor offerings. For those unaware, a partial spinoff is where the parent company decides to publicly list a subsidiary but retains a minor stake in it, usually to raise more capital. Sony president Hiroki Totoki uh, addressed this at a news conference and said, in order to expand our growth over the medium to longer term, we will need the ability to invest in image sensors and the entertainment business at a completely new level. So essentially, it sounds like they're possibly considering this to get a bunch more money to try to go out and buy um, some more acquisitions like, you know, maybe a Square Enix or maybe a Capcom or something like that 
more substantial, especially in the in the case if uh, Microsoft is able to get the Activision acquisition to somehow go through. Um, very, very interesting um, kind of seeing this because it definitely gives them a little bit more of a chance to get a bigger um, publisher or developer or whatever uh, than they would previously have been able to. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how this pans out. A Square Enix underneath PlayStation kind of sounds interesting. I think at the end of the day, I always want them to not be underneath anybody. Right. But uh, Square Enix is such an interesting one to me because they always uh, they're so they're so inconsistent. Sometimes they have such an incredible game like Final Fantasy VII remake, and then they have Babylon's Fall the day after, or uh, Godfall. And then the release Kingdom Hearts three, and it's like it's all over the place. And I feel like if PlayStation was at the head, similarly to Lee, how similarly to how we're thinking with Xbox and uh, Activision, they might be a little bit more focused and maybe put out some some better games more consistently. Obviously, we don't know if that's going to be true for Xbox. We won't know if it's going to be true for PlayStation. But just in my mind, I, I imagine if they had the money and PlayStation behind them, they may uh, maybe focus on a certain titles as opposed to just doing all these ones willy-nilly i don't know how it works but i think it would be interesting to see i think you're exactly right i think if if uh, a square enix that's owned by playstation i think you'd see a lot less releases but those releases hopefully unless it's just a complete miss like the they, like the concept isn't there or something like that i think you'd see an overall bump in quality i think you're exactly right playstation would probably hone them in and kind of be like all right well you've got six ideas on the board i can tell you right now two of them are awful so let's scrap don't those do godfall two. two don't do that yeah. one. <laughs> no we're not gonna do that um and we're not and that trailer needs to get redone we're not saying we're not having somebody say chaos six times in, in one minute but uh yeah so I, I i think i think you're dead on i think that but at the same time this like this is what i've said with this microsoft trans uh, transaction uh with their um trying to acquire Activision Blizzard is that as much as I think Activision Blizzard would change for the better, there's just something about like a massive company buying another massive company that makes me uneasy. So it's kind of like, it's been my opinion that like, I almost feel like, and I, I'm not saying this sounds like I'm coming from it, uh, from a spot of like an Xbox fanboy, but I don't mean it like that. I mean it in the sense where it's like, I don't know if this Activision Blizzard deal doesn't go through. I almost kind of want to call it there and be like, "All right, no, no more big companies buying any big companies. Let's just let's have this be the final chapter <laughs> in this, right? You know what I mean? Where, yeah. but at the same time, like that does obviously is not doesn't make any sense in the in the real world. So, but I don't know. So yeah, part of me is it's kind of the same as the Activision thing. Like, do I think Square Enix would probably be better if they had some adult supervision? Uh, probably, <laughs> but um. At the same time, it's like, ah, uh, well, Sony is already pretty predatory, and they don't even own Square Enix. And you, yeah. you, you know, I wouldn't blame somebody for thinking that they do based on some of the deals they have. So, obviously, if they do get Square Enix, they're locking down that IP like day one. That's not even a question. And even uh, about Square Enix specifically, like, there's good and bad with that because, like, Square Enix fits exactly, almost exactly what with what Sony traditionally does, like single player experiences. Uh, of course, there is a game that we'll talk about here in a little bit uh, that is not that. But for the most part, I feel like they are that. And uh, so that makes a, a fascinating, of course, Final Fantasy MMO. But yeah, I feel like traditionally uh, they do a lot of single player stuff. So there's, you know, good in terms of familiarity, but bad in terms of it's not expanding what Sony's doing as much, like in terms of like sure. multiplayer right. and, and 
you know, advancing competition on that front. Um, but yeah, very interesting. All right. How about a quick fantasy draft check-in real quick here? Uh, we've got Street Fighter Six coming up June 2nd, and of course, Roe has that locked in. So we'll be getting maybe some reviews next week, maybe, because it's next Friday. Hopefully, yeah. I'm expecting good things. Not not, not like 9s out of 10s, but hopefully some 7s and 8s, you know? Hmm. Yeah. So you're thinking maybe 7. Maybe I should counterpick that. I think it's a 7. Yeah. That yeah, might be maybe, it. maybe. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm saying that so you do. That's yeah. <laughs> and maybe he's telling you this so that you don't counterpick it on the assumption that you're oh, going to counterpick exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, reverse, reverse <laughs> psychology. <laughs> Can't do this. Uh, and then a few days later, we've got Diablo Four, which I know Gage, you're very excited about that, and so am I. So. Yeah, but you have it. You have it picked for this, don't you? I do have it picked. Yeah, so then I'm not excited for it anymore. Oh, I'm gonna boycott this game. On, come on. No, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I, I've already. I'm buying the simp edition in my mind. That's already decided. <laughs> so that's something that's happening. Um, your di- the simp edition that lets you play four days early. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. I can't believe I did that for Marvel's Avengers. I can't. Now, did they did they do it the same? Because this is the first time that I can think of. I'm sure it's not, but for a game that I'm excited about. They they scheduled it perfectly where it launches on a Tuesday, but the amount of time before they give you is the Thursday. So it's like it's the difference between going into the weekend and having it and not. Like I, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that, and I was like, that's they've spaced that out brilliantly. Where it's like, of course, I want to buy it on a Thursday and have it for the entire weekend for the extra twenty dollars or whatever. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I hope I have Zelda done by then. I don't think I will. Totally not a will. chance. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, not a chance. You're right. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, leading into what you got for me, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, I am still playing it, and I still feel like I've accomplished virtually nothing <laughs> in the main story. But uh, I am doing a lot of the side stuff, and uh, I've already explored multiple uh, towns as well. Like every town I go to, I just have to literally check every building, every nook and cranny. Like I can't do any. I won't even do any quests until I literally check out everything first in the in each town I visit. So, yeah, that's holding me back a little bit in terms of progressing the uh, story. But I'm having lots of fun. Come on. So. Some say that's all that matters with video games. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, <laughs> the story, I have no freaking clue what happened in Breath of the Wild. But that game was such a banger of a game in terms of gameplay. I didn't really care. So, like. Right. Anywho. All right. That's all I've got for Tears of the Kingdom. Stay tuned for more. Ro, what you got for me? I've also got Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. I I I beat the I said I said to you like no chance that you beat it, but you could you could beat it, but I I, I said that because I know you said that you were early on yeah. in the game, but I I did beat it. I made finished uh the main story. But even beating it, I still it's still in my mind. I'm still thinking about this game. I'm still going back to it and exploring because there's still so much for me to explore in different parts of Hyrule, whether it be above or below. Um, I can't wait to talk spoilers with you guys. So I don't want to. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to take away um, any of those moments for you. But the story for me was really, uh, really special. Um, I cried near the end, but um, the, and the music, oh my God, dude, the music is so good. 
but um yeah and twitter has been really good about spoilers i i notice about this game every time i go on twitter and tears of the kingdom is on there it's never about the story it's just about the cool wacky stuff that you could do in the game i don't consider that really a spoiler um but jumping off that the 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 different things that you could do when fighting and just exploring the world i'm still like finding new ways to navigate hyrule it's a it's a blast it's just so good i think i'm going to be playing this for a very long time oh yeah oh yeah i will be too gage you I wish I was playing Zelda. The kingdom, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. Although I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into that. Uh, I think, I think I've, yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't played much. Um, I'm actually kind of going through a phase where I am not really playing a lot, but I'm kind of like reading a lot of articles, almost as if I'm getting ready for like a big purchase, almost as if I'm getting ready for an acquisition, if you will. Where I'm just kind of like going through Steam and looking at all, reading articles about these sort of niche uh, indie games. Just trying to get back into some indie stuff, but as of right now, I'm playing modded Halo, and diplomacy is not an option. Shout out, tiny little RTS game on Steam. Highly recommend Base Builder RTS. Good stuff. But aside from that, nothing nearly as exciting as Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of my kingdom, looking in at your kingdom. Nice. 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 Very nice. Uh, and just to check in, Christian, because he wrote something here. Christian has played 40 hours of Tears of the Kingdom and has still only done one major thing. So he sounds like... Sounds like he's not very good at Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> that sounds like a really low success rate, and I wouldn't be surprised from a fake gamer like Christian. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. I hope he's not still in the chat listening. To I hope he is. Christian's not here to say anything. This is like the best time. <laughs> Just start taking swings. <laughs> swings. How about we take some swings at the topic of the show? Here we Hell are. Yeah. Here we are. Summer PlayStation Showcase news. Of course, for May 24th's Showcase event. Here we go, guys. Jumping in. I just wrote everything here chronologically as it was going through, so we're just going to dive through it. Um, obviously, if we don't have much to say, we can move quicker on those, and then we're going to have yeah. a, lot of, a lot of things to talk about that I'm sure... We will dive deep into it. Yeah. <laughs> the first one, though, Haven's Haven Studios, of course, Jade Raymond's studio, has announced fair games with a dollar sign at the end, not the S, just to be clear, you know, uh, and it is coming to PlayStation 5 and PC, and it looks like a heist type of multiplayer game. It looks very cool. Uh, does it does it look very I cool thought, okay it looks does it look very cool it looks interesting I i'm ready to stop pretending that we care about this, this game but honestly i, mean, I know I, jade raven did you not get the feeling like this game kind of seemed like uh payday meets like contraband even though we haven't seen contraband yet <laughs> like i definitely saw some payday comparisons online i didn't see uh, anything i saw a cg trailer my guys yes that's no fair. I, yep and I, I want to talk about CG trailers as we go on. I don't want to like blow my load now because I, I have, some, <laughs> have some thoughts on on CG CGI trailers later, and I, there'll be lots of opportunities to talk about them because there are a lot. Yes. Um. But again, like Gage, we didn't see that much. But based on what we did see, I did I did see a lot of people comparing it to Payday just based off of the the heist stuff, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I. I didn't think it was the Haven. Well, they said it right at the beginning, but this is wasn't was I was what I was expecting, I guess. 
from the Haven game. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more. I'm excited to see anything, I guess, sure. <laughs> from this game. Yeah. Very fair. Very fair. All right, moving on from there, we saw a game that looked, and I got criticized by Christian for this, but I want to put this on <laughs> note that this game looked exactly like an ODST dropping in with a drop pod. And even though the characters look like ODSTs, I was like, is this like ODST Battle Royale? Like, no, no. this is Hell Divers 2 coming to PlayStation 5 and PC in 2023. And of course, Ro, you have some experience with the first game. Yes, I played the hell out of this game on the PS Vita back in the day. It is so fun, very challenging twin stick shooter. Um, and that was kind of the, one of the things I was disappointed by that it's like it shifted to this like third person shooter uh, uh, position, which is fine. I, I third person shooters are are fun, but I, I kind of like the top down twin stick or sh- twin stick view of the original. So I'm kind of sad that they did away with that. But this still looks like lots of fun. The aliens look like the aliens. It looks like it's going to be challenging. Um, and it has that brutal humor with everybody getting squashed by the uh, drop pods coming in. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to dive back into Helldivers once it comes. I saw a lot of people saying that maybe this is a, a PlayStation Plus game. And I think that would be a, a kind of a good idea, um, even though there's a there's a there's a fan base for it. But I don't think it's as big as as uh playstation would want so i feel like doing a playstation plus tie-in would be kind of smart just to get a get an audience right there i'd be curious to see what kind of audience they found on steam because from (laughs) what i understood is that like i i had never heard of of hell divers until it was on steam and then i started seeing advertisements for it. i started seeing it come up in my youtube like recommended and i remember actually talking to you about it you said that you played it and that you really liked it and um so yeah, I'd be curious to see uh, if that changes anything. Because is, is this this isn't an in-house IP, right? This is something that they've kind of acquired, or it's a it just it's owned by this studio that makes it. I'm not sure how that works. Could this be a day and date PC thing? Is what I'm getting at, or no? Like, I don't know how high up on the PlayStation chain this IP is. This is this uh, is third party, so it's coming. This is PC, third party. Yeah, it's coming PC and PS5 day and date. That's very exciting then, because sign me up. I like this. I like the look of this a lot. Um, and I'm guessing you played this on uh, handheld, right, Rashid? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yes. So Twin Stick lends itself really well to that. So yeah. as somebody like me, selfishly, who's desperately looking for some really good third-person shooters, I'm all about this. I'm all about this. And to Dan's point, like I, I think it looks. I think it's heavily inspired by ODST. I think it's okay to say that things can be inspired by other things, and they're still great. I.e., The Expanse. But um i'm very excited this looks awesome this does look like a bunch of odsts just shooting aliens and that sounds fun that sign me up this looks great yeah and we got our next one ea originals announced their game called immortals of avium with a trailer uh this game got gameplay unlike a lot of other things but didn't really do a whole lot for me well i already forgot it i don't know what this is yeah it's kind of like a it has like a magic like skyrim ish feel but like a cheap you know cheap Ah, skyrim ish yeah i remember this guy it had the it had the uh the guy from never have i ever on netflix he was the star of or one of the stars of that show that's the only (laughs) only touchstone i have for this but uh yeah i yeah this didn't do much for me either fair enough 
Was this the one with the guy that has the really deep, raspy voice? Is that who you're talking about? I possibly. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. Backtrack. <laughs> Keep moving. Never mind. Forget it. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one, 505 games and one more level announced. Ghost Runner 2 coming 2023. Of course, this game, sequel to a great original game that I couldn't beat because it was too difficult. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, this one looks, uh, looks cool. Yes. Cool that it's getting a sequel. Um, I also didn't beat the first one, but it, it was cool. It was very cool. So I'm excited for those fans. I don't. Did they? Did we get? We did get gameplay at the end. I was trying to remember if it, if it uh, was just CG again, but no. It just the gameplay just looks that good. <laughs> yes, I really like the aesthetic of the first game, and this one looks very much to continue that neon like um, influence uh, throughout the buildings and such. So, very much interested. Just make it a little easier for me. I got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out uh, this year, twenty twenty three, as well. Then we got Phantom Blade Zero, which is coming to PS5. And we got some interesting and really cool fighting animation style that Gage was commenting on. He's like, man, look at that animation. There was uh, specifically a, a move set. Now, this is, you don't know what's scripted and what's not, to be fair, especially yeah. with things like this. Like, there's another, there's another game that has been getting a lot of buzz for a lot of years, except for recently where people are starting to question it. But I think it's called Wukong Black Myth or something like that, which has been looking super cool but then you never know what the finished product looks like but there is there is a moment early on in the trailer where it looks like he was uh he was fighting like three different people and it looks like he the character did like a deflect but two people attacked him so he did like this weird little he pointed his sword one way and kicked the other guy and it did like this little twirl and i was like if that's dynamic like input like that's just what happens if you hit deflect at the time that two people attack you and it's able to choose that animation that fluidly yeah. Like that is insane. It, it reminds me of like a supersonic version of like Assassin's Creed three when uh, that was the first game to introduce where if two people were attacking you from different sides and you did like a counterattack, it would do this cool animation. But even then, the camera would punch in and it would like it would rearrange people as needed. This, on the other hand, looked like I was watching this and I was like, if this is all like dynamic, fluid gameplay. This looks incredible just from a snapping animations to and from and choosing what to kind of play like that. That part of it looked really impressive to me. Yeah, I was uh, impressed by the combat as well. Like uh, Naughty Dog games like Uncharted and The uh, Last of Us do stuff like that, where depending on the situation that you're in, the animations are a little bit different. So it'd be cool if they just took that to another level with the sword and the kicking and all that kind of stuff. But the pairing is what was really impressive to me, where it's just like super fast and stuff. Yes. And again, I don't know if that's going to be you actually tapping the button super fast. Probably not. But it still looks really cool, and right. that is enough for me. <laughs> yes, you it's guys... making. See, this is this is this this is the small. I think this is the small brain thing where it's like <laughs> this is just gonna be fucking. It's gonna be like a cookie counter, but you're playing like you're doing action based combat where you're hearing all the tings and like the walking, yeah. and it's just it's gonna make my brain like very, very happy. <laughs> you, you guys saying those things is it is my exact reaction to the first Spider Man being announced with Insomniac their gameplay because right. I'm like. There's no way that you'll actually be able to like control this and it'll actually feel like right. this. But then it did. So like yeah. maybe maybe it will. Hell yeah. No, for sure. It's definitely possible. And well, we're Rashan brought up a great example. Naughty Dog uh, is is probably the prime example of that because it's it's not 
the impressive part isn't just having different animations that choose to play at certain times. Mm -hmm. It's being able to blend them and not make your character look like an octopus, which <laughs> is yeah. really, really hard to do. And Naughty Dog is, is the best example that you could have brought up for that, especially Last of Us Part Two, especially with the dodging and all that stuff and leaning in the cars, which still to this day is so fucking cool. Yeah. And it's sliding through things. I forgot about that feature until my second playthrough. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. So, like, it, yeah. Really yeah, when well, you can just decide to quickly kind of nudge through things, and it's like, oh, this is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so if this game has that in like a sort of third person uh, melee based kind of combat, that's oh my god, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Glenn, don't get ahead of us, he said. <laughs> can we all take a moment to appreciate Glenn, we'll get to Dragon's shirt. Dogma too. Just settle down, Glenn, we'll get there. He wants to appreciate Rose shirt. We gotta, oh, yes. we gotta we'll wait on that though. <laughs> yeah, we gotta... Thank you though. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Giant Squid, of course, the developer behind Abzu and the Pathless, has a very journey esque game coming called Sword of the Sea, and it is coming to PS5. I think the lead artist is the same artist who worked on Journey, so. Uh, yeah, looked very Journey-esque to me um, from that first trailer. Looked very interesting. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. Very, like you said, very Journey-esque because, you know, same minds, I guess. But uh, Journey was kind of the only one that I played. I didn't play Abzu or the... was you said there was another one, right? I, I already forgot what it was, yeah. what it was called. I already forgot uh, it. <laughs> and the Pathless. Yes, yes. Um, which is one that I actually wanted to play when I when I saw the trailer for that, but I did, never got around to it. But this looks cool. Beautiful art. I don't know if I'll play it, um, but it definitely looks cool. Uh, question for you, Shan. Just I'm curious. Did uh, did Journey affect you the way that it affected most people? Where it was like this kind of like really seminal experience, or was it or no? no? Not really. No, I, I think I, I think I am definitely in the minority on on that. But it was it was beautiful, really beautiful. Right. But I don't think it hit me the same way that it did so many. It could be that I I kind of watched a lot of it before I actually played it myself. The ending wasn't oh, okay. ruined, but yeah, yeah, it's not like on my list of like games that I love or anything. But yeah, really, this harkens back to my to my researching of which of which games I should play and go back to play and, mm. and all that stuff. So I, was just I think you should try it. It might it might do something for you though. Very good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what did not do anything for me? The next one, the Talos Principle Two. I don't really know a whole lot about <laughs> this franchise, and the trailer really didn't do a whole lot for me. It was just kind of a voiceover a CG trailer. Yep. <laughs> that's that the talus principle too uh the next one neva is coming in 2024 i wrote down here cool art direction yes yeah. very, very i was i was in the moment i saw the flowers on the field and then the bird falling and then turning into flowers <laughs> on the field but yeah this uh it's from the people who made Gris, which is another beautifully uh, uh, illustrated game. I, we did, I don't think we got gameplay unless we did, and it looks like this all the time, oh. which is very possible from <laughs> from this developer. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm down. It's coming to Xbox as well. But uh, yeah, looks like one of those games where I'll I'll cry. <laughs> Always love the tearjerk. 
Yes. Or just regular jerkers, too. Okay. Well, Christian's already here, so... I mean... <laughs> oh! Zing Zhao! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this next one. I couldn't help but laugh. I was watching this at work, and I couldn't help but laugh out loud when this title came up. And uh, <laughs> the game is called Cat Quest. Pirates of the Peribian. Like, Peribian. Hell yeah, dude. I'm buying this on principle alone. Of course. <laughs> a game like this, a game with a title that is this cringy deserves to be on my shelf forever. <laughs> Once in a generation game right here. Also looks kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like this looks like a like a fun like a handheld game. Yeah. This but would be nice on Switch for sure. <laughs> no, I know, but it, or is it, it, like, was. it was. And no, well, no, it, it will be. It will be because of the thing later. The very end. Dan. Oh. If your if your old memory serves you correctly, oh, it will oh. coming twenty twenty four. I mean that's is that what it says? yeah. I didn't I didn't steal that. I mean uh, I didn't make that up. I stole that <laughs> at the end of the, yeah. Oh, that is it is multi platform. Mm-hmm. So I was talking about the end of the showcase. The thing that was oh maybe it will be a handheld, but we'll get to that. Ah, I got you. Okay, well, sort of. I guess with an asterisk, maybe. Anywho, we'll get to that though. Sorry. What are you gonna do with all that asterisk, you know? Yeah. Alright. So Square Enix, we teased it a little <laughs> bit before, has officially shown Splatoon 4. Oh wait, <laughs> no. It's oh, man. A, a new multiplayer game called Foam Stars. And definitely looks like it took inspiration from uh, Splatoon instead of your, you know, ink blots, you've got foam that you're shooting out in different colors. So foam it up, boys. This looks terrible. Christian will be foaming it up on day one. <laughs> There's no way he's not. Oh I don't think goodness. he can even help himself. I think it's just kind of like a it'll just be a response. But Christian will have this day one. I'm calling that now. Add this to my summer predictions or whatever. Wow. Really? <laughs> My goodness! Yeah, this is a this is a Square Enix game, I guess. <laughs> this is one of those games that might not make yeah. it. <laughs> this is one of the games that PlayStation would have been like, um, maybe don't do that if they if they do acquire them. Explain to me why. <laughs> that's it. That's so why do you think this is a good idea? Is this going to make us money or? Oh my goodness! Yeah, this is a this is a, a no for me. Don't insult Splatoon like that, Dan. How dare you? But I do see, I do see, I do see the comparisons for sure. Yeah, but this yeah, is this, this is, uh, is not definitely it. one of the games of all time for sure. <laughs> one of the for sure. And, and the Splatoon, the colors like are they work? This is like the colors are too much for me. Like when I'm looking at this, this is like you pick the worst colors possible for this. Right. Not complimentary. Yeah. I mean, pink and pink and turquoise are supposed to work. I just well, don't know why they aren't working here. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot. Yeah. The Plucky Squire is the next game here. And actually, I thought it looked pretty fascinating in some parts. Like, uh, it kind of gave me, like, is it Paper Mario that does the kind of 2D, 3D thing? Or I feel like one of the Mario games did. Yeah, um, uh, Paper Mario does okay. do that. It's like, a paper in a 3D world. Yeah. Wasn't there one called Sunshine that did that too? Where you're hopping around from island to island, or is that full 3D? That's full. Yeah. 3D. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. That's the successor to 64. 
Uh, but yeah, I thought this looks kind of interesting. You fold yourself into like the world or the like flat objects, and then you can pull yourself out into the 3D space. It's very interesting. Yeah, I think we saw this at Game Awards or something a while oh. ago. Um, but this is just the updated, a newer trailer. But they've, uh, I think they've shown this one before. But yeah, it's still still impressive. <laughs> Even seeing it the second time, it looks really cool. So I'm excited to play this. Yeah. And Gage is excited to play this next one, Tear Down, which is coming this year. Yes. Very cool. Although uh, there's, <laughs> speaking of asterisks, there's an asterisk. Uh, that depends if it has some sort of uh, mod support. Mm. I know Sony doesn't have one on their system, but like some games will have like, Right before the game launches on console, they'll be like, oh, we've got an in-game sort of browser that you can use. So if that's something that happens, I think that's pretty big. If it's just the base game, I can't speak to that. But I know that the game is picking up Steam, uh, no pun intended, on PC because it's got quite a lot of creations that people are making in it. So it's one of those games where you're watching and you're like, actually, not to the same extent, but kind of like similar to Zelda, where you're like, oh, I definitely could not do all of that but it's it's insane that people can do that hmm. so that's kind of one of those games very cool very cool destructing the destruction not destructing i don't know what word that is but uh destruction mechanics it's very cool it kind of reminds me of like burnout meets you know mega blocks or something i don't know right yeah yeah kind of cool uh Keurig agrees with us by the way total splatoon ripoff is foam stars <laughs> course moving on we got a tease for a new game and at first i thought it was going to be a grounded ripoff we saw a little <laughs> ant crawling on the ground and i was like uh are they going to make a little grounded uh you know look alike here but it ended up being metal gear solid 3 snake eater remake officially coming to playstation 5 but not just playstation 5 as we'll find out later Peace. Indeed, indeed. Who's making I have this? not. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> even Konami. I, I like Konami's logo wasn't even there. Like who? Who's? Well, was it? I don't. I feel like it. It. it there was like nothing at the end. <laughs> Just True. the Metal Gear logo. I could I, be. No, wrong, you're but... right. No, it didn't give. There was zero information aside yeah. from that. It's Metal Gear Snake Eater. Um. Yeah. I'm. This and the next story I'm, I'm excited for because I I am one of the people who have never touched one of these games before. So I'm excited mm -hmm. uh, that it's getting a remake. And potentially this could be like Konami if they are involved entering their Capcom era and they just remake all the Metal Gear Solid games and they're awesome and everybody loves them again. That would be awesome. I would love that. That would be huge. Could but be. Uh, again, it is Konami, so you never know. But yeah, this is cool. This is very cool. Sucks that we knew that it was going to happen eventually, or we assumed it was going to happen eventually. But right. Still, very cool stuff for the Metal Gear Solid fans out there. And people like me who want to play it. Hell yeah. I'm with you, actually. I, I played Metal Gear Solid 4, and I was not big into it, but, you know, I'm willing to give it another go. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Heck yeah. Uh, and to lead into what you were alluding to there metal gear solid master collection volume one made that clear mm -hmm. is coming august this year and it's the only thing that christian cares about <laughs> with this context here yeah 
So similarly to the Metal Gear Solid uh, remake, I'm excited that these games are becoming more available because I feel like they were, and then they took them down, if I'm correct. Um, yes. Kind of sucks that they took them down and then put them in a new package to sell, but still go, still cool. <laughs> yeah, and this includes the original Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, and the original Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Yeah. Our next one, uh, good luck to me trying to pronounce this. Um, Hours of Agaspa. Nailed it. That's what Excellent. I said. That's it. Yep. I think that's exactly what they meant when they when they made that name. Yeah. Definitive name translation right there. Yep. Uh, I honestly don't really remember this. Oh, this is okay. This is like the a bit of a moody. Okay. I don't remember I this game. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like a survival sort of game. Mm. Like, yeah, I, almost... I just said that because he's chopping down a tree. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of a survival game staple. There's actually yeah. down a tree and taking the wood. There's some cool <laughs> creatures and stuff in this. This actually looks. You know what it reminds me of? Actually, this is a bad example because it's an extremely niche game. But there's a game called Outward, which is another JRPG, and it kind of reminds you of that a little bit, where it's in open world rpg that looks like it could be on the re engine but like it's kind of like a survival like skyrim mixed with survival elements i don't know hmm. looks interesting i want to see more about it looks like pretty ambitious as well like the, uh i don't remember the name but there have been a couple of projects where i was like wow that looks insane there's no way that it's gonna <laughs> be like that when it comes out but maybe maybe it is right but like when he's jumping off that cliff and there's all these huge creatures and you see this vast open world below you, it's like, wow, I can't wait to see that run. I certainly hope so. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Our next one, Final Fantasy 16. We got a story trailer and it looked like more Final Fantasy. And Did. Yeah. Is this, do you guys think this is the final one or? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely. That's a fantasy of yours. Ah! (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I'm sold. I'm sold on Final Fantasy 16. I've been sold. So this was a cool trailer, but I didn't need it. But glad we got it. But yeah, I'm ready for Final Fantasy 16. Almost here. You're ready for it, but yet you're terrified because you still have Zelda. Right, yeah. (laughs) So true. So true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... This next one, me and Christian, of course, were in the audience when this game was announced at the Game Awards 2021. Alan Wake 2 giving us a new trailer. It is showing, assumedly, a new playable character, it looked like. Um, I'm not for sure on her name. Uh, Of course, I was watching this trailer at work. I couldn't even hear any of the dialogue, so I didn't even know it was an Alan Wake game until Christian put it in our chat. Is this Alan Wake? And I was like... Oh, it's Alan Wake. Okay, this is cool. And uh, yeah, I'm very much a fan of the first game, so I'm excited to play the second one and see how they build on that. Because I think the first one is actually a a really solid game uh, that I think they could build upon and make this one like really good. Um, Coming October 17th, as we alluded to (laughs) earlier. That was right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this looks really cool. I haven't played the first... Alan Wake, but this this looks uh, looks neat. Well, so I might uh, give it a shot. 
I mean, if you is it spooky? Sure. Yes. Oh no, it's I mean, spooky. Yeah, very spooky. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Actually, oh, honestly, man. I would say the first Alan Wake almost scared me more than like Resident Evil Seven or Resident Evil Eight. Uh, Resident Evil mm. Village. Yeah. Gotcha. Damn. So, I mean, I, I saw the creepy stuff at the end, but I was like, I could handle this. I think I could handle this, <laughs> but maybe, I, maybe I can't. See. Um, and actually, they, yeah, they did. They confirmed actually when this game was announced that this is actually taking it further in the step of being a survival horror game as opposed to an action game because the first Great. game, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> wonderful, yeah. Anywho, all right. Next one, Assassin's Creed Mirage got a new trailer, and of course, we got our favorite woman in the trailer i always want to call her by her expanse name i don't right. actually remember her real name ever what is her Shore. real name for i can only pronounce her, her first name which is sure sure okay i avoid using her i avoid using her last name because i'm self-conscious about not being able to pronounce it that's fair that's fair and it confirms yet again as our post earlier coming october 12th so we we already have a busy october just with those two announcements and Mirage, I'm excited for. It looks really, it looks like it's going back to the roots in my uh, little glimpse there from that trailer. Yes. More stealth gameplay. Yeah. I'm down for that. Oh, yeah. This Happy looks like exactly what I wanted. <laughs> for, yeah. for years, for many years, from what from years. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, we forgot to touch on, sorry. Uh, Alan Wake 2, digital only game, they announced. And actually, they said so. There is some benefit, though, because they did. There is the reasons are good. It still makes me nervous. Yes, that's fair. There. Uh, so one of the reasons was that uh, it's only going to be sixty dollars instead of seventy dollars on consoles and fifty dollars on PC. So saves ten bucks, I guess. Legacy prices is very very cool than to do. My only worry is that like all it takes is for like a couple of like small time slash medium time. Uh, uh, they're developers, but they're also publishing the game. So we'll just say publisher for the sake of the argument. Small time publishers do this for the good of the consumer, and then what'll happen is that a couple of years from now, Call of Duty will do the same thing, but without any of the oh, we're also lowering the price. We're also right. like that's that's just where my where my brain goes. Like the reasons they listed out are really good, and we are getting benefits for that. That's super cool. And for a game like this, probably get away with it. But I'm just nervous. I don't like the idea of digital only games. I don't like the idea of digital only movies. Digital only any any art i like to have physical the option for physical that's fair moving on from there we got revenant hill which i kind of missed the first go around somebody had to help me out there it's uh it's from the developers from uh a night in the woods uh so it has the same art style and stuff. Apparently, you are a cat, um, and you are on your way to become a witch's familiar, um, which is an interesting uh, idea. That sounds kind of cool. I like it. Um, but yeah, that's that's the the gist of it. I think there's a lot more that I'm missing. They put out like a a blurb that uh, was a fascinating read. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it looks like a cool little indie game. There seems to be a trend here. Some cool indie game. Yes. 
definitely. <laughs> uh, our next one, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, probably the greatest name of all time. Uh, <laughs> it was announced coming winter of 2023. I don't even know what the hell. I don't, I don't even know how to say this name. Nonetheless, what this <laughs> game is like. Uh, there have been a couple of other Grand Blue games. I think it's a. Uh... It's a franchise at this point or a series. Mm. I thought it was another Tales of game based off of the combat. I played Tales of Arise earlier this year and I had a blast. So I was I, so excited thinking that it was a, another one. Um, that being said, it looks like Tales. It plays like Tales. Maybe I'll play it. I'm fine with it just being another game that plays like it. Um, but yeah, I think it looked cool for the types of games that I like to play. Um, yeah. I'm totally unfamiliar with this franchise, though. I, if I play this, I feel like I might be a little lost. <laughs> but it looks cool. Oh, yeah. I don't know what we would do without you this week, Ro, because, my God, <laughs> I, these games, me and Gage are just looking at each other like, what, are, what does this mean? Although I, I, do, I, do think it's, I do think it's mildly hilarious that like you and I both guessed different JRPG <laughs> franchises, and we were both wrong, that it was just something entirely different. Because you were like, Tails. And I was like, oh, is this Dragon Quest? <laughs> Both Neither of them. Yeah. Neither. Oh my god. Great. All right. Uh Street Fighter 6 got what is probably going to be its final trailer, uh story trailer. So continued that train. Um We got a look at Ultros, which is coming in 2024. Ultros, Ultros. which looks very vibrant. Very vibrant art style. Oh yeah, I remember this now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh, I don't know what to say about this one. To be completely honest, definitely <laughs> a crazy art style, for sure. Yeah, it, and it's like a it's like, like a two D sort of retro. Yeah, metro. Yeah, I was going to say Metroidvania, but I don't know. But yeah, looks kind of cool. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. I don't even know. I wrote Perfect World Games. Is that the name of the game or the developer? Or did I screw up and not put the name? Uh, Perfect World I Games. Screwed that up. Perfect World Games Tower of Fantasy. I didn't finish that typing, I guess. Tower of Fantasy. Open world sci-fi game coming from Hada Studio. Did you broke it up into two? It's right beneath, it's right beneath that on the dock. Oh, what the hell <laughs> am sense. I doing? You pulled a Daniel. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, past Daniel. What are you doing? You're losing your dang gone mind. Anywho. Yeah. This is definitely a studio trying to get a piece of the uh, the Genshin Impact money for sure. Uyoverse people. Definitely oh. looks like Genshin Impact to me. <laughs> One of the Fortnite games that uh, gave <laughs> <laughs> One of the oh, many. All right. Well, one that is not a Fortnite game, Dragon's Dogma Two returns. Let's, engage, cheers. Let's go! I'm so excited. <laughs> I only I only played Dragon's Dogma. I jumped into it like maybe two years ago for the first time. I started getting hyped. I heard enough people talk about it. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna pull the trigger on this random JRPG and see what happens. And my God, did I enjoy myself so immensely? Like, I don't know. I don't want to say I enjoyed it more than Skyrim because I didn't, but like the small amount of time wow. spent in it, it feels like the highs were higher. Like, I don't know. There's something about this game and 
even though I've only been a fan for a couple years of this of this franchise, we'll call it, even though it's just the one game, there's still that kind of concern when a game has like it's been so long from a sequel. You're kind of like, oh, is it gonna is it gonna be the same, or is it gonna be one of those we reinvented the wheel and made it modern? So this trailer pretty much looks exactly like Dragon's Dogma, except with much higher graphical fidelity. And I'm sure that's ex- exactly what a lot of the Dragon's Dogma sort of hardcore fans wanted. I know it's exactly what I wanted. So I'm very excited. Very, very excited. I've watched this like six times already. <laughs> yeah. That game has like a cult following, I feel like. Very First good. One. It's it's literally a mashup between like Elden Ring and Skyrim, where it's like total like it's no it's nowhere near as difficult as Elden Ring, but it has the same kind of like really in-depth like there's six main classes and then there's 24 subclasses that you can mix together and there's your dexterity and your vigor and your health and your th- like it's just i don't know it, it it had all the right components in my mind that made it such a fun experience and i'm very excited to, to see more of this no release date or anything or r- window or anything so i think this is a 2024 game at the earliest unfortunately fair enough uh Kirik, i did miss Kirik said uh He's very excited for Alan Wake 2 as well as he's excited for Dragon's Dogma 2 as well, Gage. Of course he is. Kirik is based, except for when he disagrees with me, which is rarely. <laughs> yeah, wait, was Kirik one of the ones that disagreed on uh, Jeopardy when we had that? So, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but... Uh, all right. Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2, the game we've, we've been waiting years for. Yeah. That, you remember that chart that was peaking? Yeah. That's it's going to go up. It's That's about it. to go up right yeah. about. <laughs> it's going to do it. Yeah. Wait, is that a PSVR game? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Okay. I think so. Yeah. You know, you're probably right because this is going into that segment with PSVR. So you're probably right. God, now I don't know. Now I'm scared. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel more confident in you being correct on that. Uh, I'm going to find out. Let's okay. see. Okay. Yeah, but uh, obviously Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, it is a PSVR game. PSVR 2. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. Five Nights at Freddy's, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've never played any of them. They're spooky games. You're like... I think you're at a like a Chuck E. Cheese like place and the animatronics are haunted. It's mm. kind of spooky. Kind of spooky. Right. From what I remember, they're kind of like uh not necessarily on rail, but like you're limited in your mobility. You're just oh. kind of like managing yeah. your space and trying to keep them out. But yeah, definitely we want to talk about you want to talk about games of cult followings. So that's like yeah. one yeah. of the like staples. <laughs> yeah. This next one I thought looked really cool, but I probably will never play it because I want to own a PSVR 2 unless you know, some crazy shit happens. Anyway, uh, Resident Evil 4 remake is coming for PSVR 2. It is in development, they announced. And man, that the Re- Resident Evil 4 remake I already love. Of course, I already said that, but man, doing this in VR, that would be so terrifying. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah not a chance that's happening (laughs) you know what's you know what's weird about this i i don't have any interest in playing this in vr neither neither with the original four in vr not because i don't think it's cool (laughs) i i think it sounds really cool but there's something in my brain where i don't like playing vr games where the enemies aren't physically reacting 
in like a way that's conducive to vr it's kind of i don't know how to frame it but like there's there's vr games that are built for vr where it's like you can grab their arm and wiggle them around and they'll react where it's like the thing with the original resident evil 4 vr that they launched like a year a year ago or whatever it was and this one looks to be the same is that it's literally just the player character that's the kind of been vrified and the rest of the game still runs in the same animations and for my mind when i'm watching this there's like a disconnect it's kind of like a weird I don't know how to describe it, but like I, I almost don't want to play a game like that. I want to play something that's built for VR from the ground up where you interact with things consistently in a VR manner, if that makes sense, as opposed to it's just your movement and the combat. But like I'm guessing you walk up to like obviously you'd smash the crate, but like when you walk up to a door, I'm guessing like you're just pressing a button and the door opens or like like say getting on the boat, right? You get on the boat and I'm sure it doesn't wobble. You just sit down the boat, you press the button, and now you're in that cutscene as opposed to things that are kind of built to be interacted with physically. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, no, it's really yeah. noticeable in the combat. If you watch the combat, like it's just the same animations, the same sort of set things for the enemies. And they're, it's only you that's really kind of in this space. It totally makes sense. Gage. Like I, I get it completely. You want to get in a boat and make it feel like you will have to vomit. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I want to vomit into my VR headset. <laughs> <sighs> Of course, Christian played the original RE4 VR on uh, Quest, so uh, yeah. He played it for like two hours and put it down, (laughs) let's be honest. Yeah. Sorry, Christian, if you're still here. Not here. I'm not sorry, Christian, if you're still here. Wow. He's terrible. Uh, Brenty's joining (laughs) us in YouTube chat. Good evening, fellas. Thank you. Hello, father. (laughs) Brenty. The real father, Josh. Thank you for joining us as well. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, but moving to the next PSVR two game, Arizona Sunshine two. Got a little trailer there. Gage was, I feel like, a little bit maybe excited, maybe possibly not excited. Actually, you know, I've never played the first one. It was no. just one of those things where I looked up and I was like, I know this is Arizona Sunshine two. I don't know why, but I, I just, <laughs> just immediately yeah. knew. So I had to. I just had to for my pride say that i knew but okay. no i don't have any attachment with the first one per se it looks like a from what i understand when the walking dead came out it was kind of like that's the game that people wanted arizona sunshine to be so in my mind i just played that and then didn't go back but with the sequel a, who knows yeah like a, a campy walk, walking dead like making jokes right and such also very very weird to do a cg trailer and try to make it look like vr gameplay because it's like it's very it's like why didn't you just actually have the vr gameplay and if not then right. i don't know i was i also thought speaking of disconnect i thought that was a little weird when he's like fooling around with the zombie's face i'm like yeah but this isn't like vr gameplay this is just this is just a cg but all right whatever anyways indeed indeed we got a look at a game i'm not really that high on of <laughs> with their history smilegate announced crossfire sierra squad coming to psvr 2 of course crossfire x came to xbox and it was not good so don't have much hope for this game my goodness my goodness for the exception of uh i guess five nights at freddy's i feel like all the psvr games are just another first person shooter yeah and they're yep. all military first-person shooters. Yep. And I'm getting bored of that. Not that I, I'm usually not the the audience for first-person shooters anyway, for with the exception of Destiny and Titanfall 2. But in that same regard, I'm never going to pick up one if they all look the same. 
And I'm right. sure there's a lot of great stories that are being told in these, but I don't know. They just, they all kind of bleed together for me personally. And if, I don't know, maybe they're, maybe I'm just not the audience for PSVR, but if they do want an audience, I feel like they need to make different types of games or at least show off different types of games in these showcases that make me want to buy one because they kind of just keep showing off the same type of game, in my opinion. Well, I mean, as somebody who is super into like military VR or not, not military VR, sorry, like the military first person shooter aesthetic, like I'll, as long as the game is, feels good to play, I'll play as many of those as I want in a year. That's no problem. But even, even somebody like myself, like I can say, like looking at the VR portfolio, I'm like, all right, where's the variety? Because it's like, as much as I like that stuff, that's, I, I also, I play all types of games and I enjoy playing all types of games. So even from somebody who like this would be targeted to, I'm watching this and, and I'm looking at these trailers. And I'm like, all right, where's again, like we've talked about it'd be really cool. If you utilize some of your really unique first party IP, that's sitting right there where you could maybe lean into the puzzle or the horror or stealth, but we'll do uh crossfire Sierra squad. I guess that's <laughs> fun. Boy. Well, maybe this one will get you excited. Synapse. No, for PSVR no. 2 coming <laughs> it's coming you can celebrate Independence Day in America guys I know you guys are in Canada but you can come down July 4th which is 4th of July Independence Day come on down shoot some fireworks off Yeehaw. and yeah play some synapse <laughs> and ye fucking ha let's go <laughs> yeah. I will say this looked the most unique out of the first person shooters that we saw but yeah still still didn't uh make me feel like i needed to play it you you called this like the fast super hot or something and i was yeah, like yeah I it, totally see that it's super hot but fast yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's super hot but take out the best mechanic of super hot <laughs> oh man but. all right and a game that we have seen a million times before beat saber coming to psvr2 and they advertise the queen soundtrack so i guess Beautiful. pick that up maybe. or don't <laughs> or don't it's i'm not your mom yeah i don't <laughs> <laughs> all right guys now we're getting into the real meat and potatoes here this is the end of the show where they're just like all right let's wake up from this show for a minute and guys before i jump into this I want to say something real quick about Bungie. And there's a reason, of course, the next thing we're going to talk about here. Can we just talk about how freaking expert Bungie is at maneuvering its way through these deals throughout the years? They were a Microsoft first party studio that was acquired after they showed their game off called Halo at Macworld. And Microsoft's like, no, we can't have let Mac have that. They buy them. They're a first party studio. Make Halo just one of the best fucking video game franchises ever created they say all right we're done with that we're out microsoft you guys keep halo we're gonna go do something else here get in bed with activision make a deal with them do all this stuff making destiny they're like all right activision you guys are pissing us off we're out get rid of activision and then they go to playstation and they're like all right PlayStation, you want to buy us, and then when you buy us, also, we're just going to make the games we want to play everywhere. We're not going to just make our games exclusive. Anyways, how? How are they doing this? Like, they're a first-party studio at Sony, and they're making a multi-platform, brand-new multi-platform game. 
they really do have like the Bungie name means something, right? Regardless of like the hiccups along the way, like Halo is like one of the most important first person shooter franchises ever in the history. E- even if you just want to look at the contributions that it made to console gaming and like matchmaking and all that. And then you have Destiny, which is did similar things for having a like sort of seamless online ver- slash co-op slash solo experience and mixing mmo with like first person shooters and that kind of thing like i don't know the the small part of my the small brain in me says well they just must have a folder of dirt on everyone and that's just how they (laughs) that's just how they are able to move freely through this industry but like the realistic part of my brain is kind of like well i think somewhere deep down i don't know if it's how they're able to articulate their ideas behind closed doors in like business meetings if they have like a silver-tongued sort of devil that's just able to get them through this or if just people recognize the utter talent and sort of like pattern that des- that uh bungie has sort of demonstrated throughout the years of making incredible franchises i don't know i don't know but it is i think it's worth mentioning absolutely because it's insane yeah. no nobody else has done this i've been able to sort of move through all these different camps based on their language when sony acquired them like the language surrounding that acquisition was weird and at that time i was already thinking that this was probably what was going to happen with their next game like outside of destiny and it actually happening like just like really just was like surprising because i'm like wow they actually like have done it like they're a first party studio but they're still allowed to publish multi-platform and we're getting the best of both worlds because there's no at least seemingly not going to be a playstation exclusive content like we saw with destiny in our earlier news story that no longer is a thing now that activision doesn't have their greedy little hands involved and getting money in there so yeah like very very exciting for me what bungie's doing and like they've really just masterfully worked their way through the industry at this point yeah i agree but that leads us to what they showed off they showed off the return of a beloved not really beloved but uh (laughs) a game from their past called marathon they are reviving the marathon ip of course the last game came out in 1996 i think uh that was their last fps game that they made before halo they made i think myth myth after that um and yeah i'm very excited for them to do a brand new ip of course this is a uh officially confirmed to be a pvp extraction shooter their description here says become a runner in bungie's new sci-fi pvp extraction shooter compete for survival riches and renown in a world of evolving persistent zones where any run can lead to greatness and it will be on xbox series s and x playstation 5 and pc very excited i know this is cg trailer guys but I was so hyped. They already have their website up. I went to it. They've got freaking AR games already started all over the place. They've got t-shirts with AR games built into the t-shirt. So you have to get the t-shirt, match it up, like combine it all. Oh, so excited. I'm so excited. You're, you're ready for it. <laughs> ready for it. The um Yeah, this this trailer was really cool. On the on the subject of CGI trailers, I think there are exceptions where it's okay 
um, the for me, I mean, the, like the Haven Studios game that we saw at the beginning was not happy that it was a CGI trailer. And there's a CGI trailer that's later on that I was also not happy about because it just looks like stuff that we've seen before. And it's from people that we don't know yet. Yes, true. And yes. Bungie are people that we know. Marathon as a franchise that we've heard of before. And now we know it looks like this. We didn't see gameplay, but we know what it is. We know that it's an extraction shooter, PvP. Um, so I think that's okay. Metal Gear Solid is another example where I totally find that that was just a CGI trailer because it's Metal Gear Solid. We know what Metal Gear Solid yeah. is. Um, and those are the instances where I'm okay with it. But the other times where there's like a CGI trailer for a game from a studio that we don't know anything about, from a game that we've never heard of, it's like, okay, like, what is this? Is this a, is this a new animated movie that's coming out later this year? Like, what, right. what is this? Yeah. But uh, this was cool. I really like the the uh, the art direction of this. As I said in the chat, and I think we all agree that De Bungie just like the art is like insane. Like Halo skyboxes, everything in Halo is like incredible. Destiny, the, there's a Clovis Bray is a particular uh, creator or character in in Destiny, and all of the stuff surrounding Clovis Bray is like is like this. It's like w stark white colors on red and blue, and it looks so cool in Destiny. And this is just like more of that style. And uh, I'm totally down for that art style. So I can't wait to see what it looks like gameplay wise. But again, it being CGI didn't really turn me off because it, it looks so freaking cool. And it's Bungie. We know Bungie. Bungie. Bungie's cool. <laughs> Bungie is cool. Bungie is certified cool. <laughs> Bungie's cool. They're cool kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also with the first person shooter talk that I was talking about earlier, how they just aren't for me with the exception of Destiny. It's because Destiny is, it feels different. Like the, it's either the guns are really cool or the power-ups that are happening. It separates yeah. itself from the other first-person shooters that are out there. And I feel like Marathon may, may be able to do that as well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're contradicting yourself there because Destiny is very much a fantasy shooter. Like that definitely has its own unique feel. And like, I mean, you're playing as a warlock or a, or a <laughs> hunter, like a gunslinger or a warlock or a titan, which is all of those things are based in like different kind of like, oh, you're the warrior, you're the ranger, you're the mage like that. It does have its own unique feel. I wouldn't say that that. Yeah, it's, you're not you're not uh, jumping around uh, corners, bunny hopping, getting 360 <laughs> no scopes. And, and that's not what competitive bungee look or competitive destiny looks like. It plays totally differently. So I agree with you. I think that that's totally an exception. That's fair. And and with your original point that like Bungie's an established studio, we know what they do well. We know I doubt this is gonna be a racing game, right? So the oh, CGI trailer is <laughs> so the CGI trailer is, is easier to swallow when it comes to you're exactly right, when it comes to an established studio with a certain style. Like that when Bungie when Bungie's making a whole new franchise, because it's Bungie, I am more curious about what is this gonna look like, what's this gonna feel like. So I do think that not all CGI trailers are created equally. However, there are some constants in which is like, don't don't run out and pre-order this game because of the, you saw a CGI trailer. Like, it's not. Don't do that. That's not good. Yeah. But I liked what I saw. I really liked what I saw. <laughs> yeah, it looks real interesting. Real interesting. Uh, a little Q and A that they're doing. Is this remake or is this a remake or a sequel to the original Marathon trilogy? The game takes place in the same world as the original Marathon trilogy, but is not a remake or a direct sequel. Just some clarification there. Cool. Very cool. Um, also, shout out Lars Bakken. He is one of the OGs. Like he's been there since like Halo three days. And he uh, 
is the senior design lead on Marathon. He's been working on this for a while now. Uh, so very excited for him. Also, the team, very cool that they're finally able to do this because this game has been rumored since like six plus years ago before Destiny 2 came out. Because remember, this was the game that Bungie wanted to dedicate like 15% of their staff to work on this game. But Activision said, no, you're not doing that. We need Destiny 2 out. Like, you got to transfer all everyone to this. So, yeah, uh, it's very cool that they're finally able to do this because they've obviously wanted to do it for a while now. So, very cool. Heck yeah. But enough about Marathon. And into another Bungie <laughs> property here. Destiny, the final shape, got a little teaser trailer here. And, of course... We got to look that uh, old Cade 6 maybe still alive here, bro. What? <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. Cade is back. Uh, and Nathan Fillion is reprising his role. I remember for a oh, little yes. bit, they, they switched the voice actor to Nolan North, I think, for a little bit. Wait, they did? Yeah, there was a, a or was or my thinking about ghosts. I might be thinking about ghosts. ghosts. That's ghosts. ghosts yeah. yeah, they switched from <laughs> Peter, Peter Dinklage, Dinklage to, to ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I thought he got recast, but he didn't. He just died. Yes, but uh, no, he's he's back. I don't know how he's back. I'm excited to see how they decide to explain that because, of course, guardians can be revived, but only by their ghosts. And Cade's ghost was killed, so that's why he couldn't come back. So I'm interested to see how they explain that. I hope it's not something silly, and I hope it's something cool. But with this being the final expansion, putting out all the stops, I hope it's going to be awesome because we know how we how I felt at least with yeah. uh, Witch Queen not being super great story wise. But uh, I'm holding out hope that this is good. We'll see more apparently on August 22nd when they have uh, their showcase for this. Oh. Um, but yeah, I'm hyped that Kate is back. This is very cool and. It's I, every time I hear, hear the, every time I see this news, I get reminded like Lance Reddick is has oh. sadly tragically passed away that he won't be here to to witness this as well. But still, yes. really cool that Kate's back. Awesome stuff. I will say, warning to well, you're the only person I know that loves Destiny in my <laughs> in my family. But in case there's anybody else watching, uh, that there, I guess there is. I'm just looking at this because I'm an internet dweller. Um, I guess there was like a bunch of leaks for this uh, uh, final DLC that were dismissed, but now this trailer kind of has proven it. So just oh. if this is the final story expansion, keep an eye out for spoilers because that's oh, one of the wow. things I'm reading right now where it's like, oh, revisiting this leak. And it's like a whole big thing. And I'm like, yeah, this is definitely oh, really? this oh. looks like what we were shown. So be Don't careful. Tell us. Folks. Don't tell us. I, I won't. Spider-Man dies immediately. <laughs> here, here I was thinking, I was like, I was so impressed. Like, wow, how did this not leak? Kate is coming back. No, it, it, no, did, it did, apparently. This is, this is like one of those, um, I don't know, if, what was it? There was one big, there is, it would have been Red Dead 2. There was something where a leak came out. Everybody's like, no, that's not real. And then the game, the trailer came out. And they're like, oh, oh that's, 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 that's yeah, that, that is one of those situations. Oh, so keep airful. Just keep dodging it then. Yeah. Kirik has a half good take, half bad take. I'm going to speak some truth. <laughs> Bungie struck oh. gold with Halo, but someone shat in their pants and passed it off as Destiny. No! Get out of here, Kirk. Kirk, <laughs> no! Wait, which one but, is he talking shit on? He's talking shit on Destiny? Yes. Hell yeah, Kirk. Hell yeah, no, base as fuck. Yeah. Base no, as fuck. That's Hell yeah. Destiny, Destiny 1, I can make an argument for. Early Destiny 2, I can make an argument for. 
But no, Destiny right now is good, real good. I didn't love the story, but gameplay? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right, guys. Let's let's flow it. Keep it flowing because we're running long, and I don't want Gage to be late. Okay. Firewalks game Concord is coming in 2024. Oh, here it is. It's okay. There's CD. a burger. I saw a burger. <laughs> is that what that one was? I was trying to think of what trailer that was. This I was like the Starfield esque trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Another see some game playing. It's yeah, amazing. another new studio that gave us CG. Yeah. Well. In place. Okay, that's not the word. That's not the part that makes it bad. In place of of you could have a first party right. studio showing something off. That's that's the big thing, right? It's not like we're. I want to clarify my take. I'm not sitting here saying that indies aren't cool. It's just you skipped a year. It's been <laughs> almost 600 days since you've had a showcase, <laughs> and you're we're getting. CGI trailers from brand new studios instead of seeing what Corey Barlock's working on, seeing what Neil's up to. To be but fair, anyways. Firewalk is a PlayStation studio now. They acquired them. Now. Emphasis yeah. on now. They acquired yes. them in April, I think, of 2023. Yeah, so. Right. A couple months, a month ago. Established IP, I should say, instead of studios. Fair enough. All right. Then we got our PlayStation Project Q handheld, which appears to be literally a DualSense controller cut in half with a screen in the middle. So uh, that's kind of interesting. It doesn't look real when I look at it. Yeah. It looks like uh, when I search up like Xbox handheld when I was a kid. Like, yeah. This, <laughs> this is not a thing. It's kind of insane because it's <laughs> the fact that it is a streaming service. And to be fair, it is or a streaming thing and it has you know it's not hiding that but it's like you're literally just buying your daniel like it's just a screen it's like you can take it apart and there's a yeah. that there's a piece of content that works or like hardware like it's literally just a screen right like you oh my god what a baffling choice yeah. so i had to can... see the cost of it true three hundred dollars three hundred dollars easy i would say it's probably not going to be less than 150 which is insane pretty steep but uh but yes you can stream your from your ps5 it is not a native device you can, you have to stream to this device via wi-fi or whatnot keep an eye out for that uh we also got to look at playstation earbuds i don't know how excited we are for <laughs> The thumbs up. Uh, I like the design of them. Two tone, okay. and especially for earbuds, it's black where it should be black, and it's white where it should be white. It's. it's I like the I case. Like, I like the case too. It slides the like. I thought it looked kind of neat. Cool. It's cool. I like it. Even though I'm wearing these, I, I actually hate over ears headphones. I I much prefer mm. clocking something in my ear. It just I think with the glasses, it just gets annoying after a while. But, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and if you. they if they if they truly are. Uh, zero loss, like zero latency, like that's that would be such a good. I could see that me having that, keeping those right next to my PlayStation, and when it's time to play without it going through the TV, just pop those guys in, easy piece. Hell yeah! All right, the meat of the show, Spider Man Two, <laughs> got an extended look now, bro. We can praise your shirt, the Amazing yes. Spider Man, on your shirt. Let's go. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, I'll let you. How about you start us off, bro? Spider-Man 2. Sure. It looks so good. 
It looks so good. Oh my god. I, I think I'm going to talk a little bit more about the story side of it rather than the gameplay, but I'm so interested to see how they tackle the symbiote stuff with because uh, mm. I think in the last game, at the end of it, spoilers for the first game, if you haven't finished it, Harry Osborne was the one being experimented on with the symbiote suit. Um, so I'm interested to see how Peter gets it, but I love like the darker side of Peter that, that, that we get when he gets the, the suit uh, in the movies and in the comics and all that kind of stuff. And this Peter especially is in like a pretty dark place with Aunt May freaking dying and not being able to save Dr. Octavius in the last game, Harry Osborn potentially in this game. MJ probably isn't okay with this, so she's probably out of the picture too. So Peter's probably probably very sad. So I'm going to be very excited to see how much the symbiote affects that and how dark he gets. I love like right. the situations that he was in when actually he was saving people. And when he saved those people, he just like tossed them to yeah. the side in the trailer. And Miles was like, the fight like what's wrong with you and when he was beating up the bad guys he was like so like visceral with like there was a scene where he just like kicks people kicks one of the guys on the wall like repeatedly and the idea of like peter usually holds back his punches is like totally on display here where he's like yes he does he's fucking up these guys right now um i really love that stuff but uh the one thing that i was worried about with this game was after playing miles morales is uh, how fun I, how much fun I had playing as Miles. Going back to Peter, I was like, I don't know if I want to play as Peter. I, I want to play as Miles. He's so much fun to swing around with. This absolutely quells those those worries. Like this is going to be so much fun to switch between the two of them because Miles has a new new upgrades too. And playing as the symbiote version of Peter looks like it has a lot of tricks up his sleeves too. That it's going to make it a lot more fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, the alley oop, right? Yeah. Oh my god. I can't wait. I love that you could switch between them too. And it's and it's not your choice. It has to do with the story. I love that as well. Where yeah. I th- I feel like if they allowed you to switch whenever you wanted to, it wouldn't be as meaningful. So I like that it they, they tell you when you could switch. <laughs> yeah. You covered the like story explanation type stuff, but like the gameplay stuff with the symbiote suit. That looks insane. Like at one point, he freaking picks up four people with his little things <laughs> coming tentacles. out. Yeah, it's like this is gonna be wild because like we could have a like literally three distinct play styles for this game. Having you know normal Spider-Man uh, suit for Peter, uh, the symbiote suit for Peter, and then Miles. So like you're gonna mm-hmm. have three distinct flavors of gameplay, maybe even four if Miles somehow gets the symbiote suit at some point. Like that yeah. sounds so cool to me. <laughs> like yeah, and the set piece that they showed off here at the end was really cool. I I like that a lot, and I know there's a lot of like quick time type stuff in there, but like it looked so cool. Like just having everything together like jumping from ship to ship or not ship fuck uh jet ski, <laughs> jet ski yeah. to jet ski that was really cool i thought the uh i thought this uh showing we'll call it of the game started off really strong i liked i really liked the tone that the first little cgi slash in engine bit sort of uh showed off um and yeah i'm very excited i need to get caught up i need to play Miles Morales, get myself fully caught up in the story. But from a writing standpoint, I want to double down on what Roshan said, where this is really good. I don't know if you want to call it sequel writing or franchise writing, but like 
everything that Roshan was explaining about, about where Peter is in his life personally and how that is and how they're now deciding on when to bring in the symbiote specifically to, to kind of go with what's happening in his personal life and everything he's gone through really good writing. Like it's a really good flow of like story. So I don't know. The first game has set this up perfectly and like a lesser studio would have tried to get the most recognizable villain into the first Spider-Man game on their first big swing on things. A lesser studio might've tried to put, you know, um, Harry Osborn in there and try and put as many emotional beats as possible in the first game. But it seems like they are really smart in terms of knowing when they want to pull from the archives of Spider-Man and the stories that we all know that happened in that universe. So I'm incredibly impressed. I've, I've not, I mean, when I played Spider-Man, uh, Insomniac Spider-Man for the first time, I was blown away. I, I'm I'm procrastinating on Miles Morales, but it's one of those things where it's like instead of procrastinating something you don't want to do, it's like I know when I <laughs> pull a pin on that, I'm gonna have such a great time with it. And same with this one. I'm watching this and I'm like, I know this is only the tip of the iceberg. If this is anything like the first one, what we're all seeing in terms even in terms of set pieces, scripted set pieces, you know there's gonna be two or three more that are even more insane. Um, so very excited. Um and yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just nothing, nothing but positive things to say about the Spider-Man showing. I wish we had more things like that during the showcase that we could gush about. And that is definitely That's... a concern. But we yeah. we got a lot of CG stuff, and we got a lot of uh, indie games that looked really cool. I think that you hit the nail on the head, but Spider-Man looks fucking amazing. So good. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it... Go ahead. I was just, just going to mention that it's crazy to think that we uh that there's still a potential that green goblin can come in later oh. in like a in a third game potentially that's, that's like we, we you mentioned that like venom like the iconic character that they waited to hold out for they're still holding out on green goblin which is True. arguably the most yes. iconic which is so right. exciting to me Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spider-man 3 with with uh hobgoblin and green goblin yes mm. please <laughs> yeah Right. And who knows if they wanted to add any other people in as well, right? So it'll be exciting to see where they go. Let me run through these real quick. If you're curious which games in this uh, showcase were multi-platform, Xbox has you covered here. They posted a little <laughs> post here. Uh, Immortals of Avium, Ghost Runner 2, Marathon, Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake, Dragon's Dogma 2, Alan Wake 2, The Plucky Squire, Teardown, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Neva, Cat Quest, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Talos Principle 2 are all multi-platform, so you're on other platform. There you go. I want to quickly shout out uh, Okami Games, who tweeted, who quote tweeted that, because Xbox had that snarky little comment to say, like, oh, look at all these games coming to Xbox. And I agree with him 100%. He's like, this is this is pretty funny, or whatever. But like, if you're saying this kind of type of shit, you better be like hitting a home run when you do your when you do your showcase. Because if they come out and they have an equally kind of, I won't say that this is universally a disappointing showcase, but like if they have something that's not spectacular, then I don't know what you're bragging about or what you're what you're trying to stir shit with. Because you guys are you guys are in the hot seat right now. But I do I, I do kind <laughs> of like this because some of these games they didn't say that they were coming to multi platform. They just they yeah, just all of them. showed up there. Yeah. Right. So it's nice to get confirmation. Like, oh, these are these ones are coming to Xbox. Cool. All right. Uh, predictions. 
Uh, we had a <laughs> lot of predictions here. Just uh, run through them. My predictions. Team Asobi announces a new Astrobot game. Didn't happen. Uh, Bluepoint announces a new Bloodborne game. Didn't happen. Uh, I'll save my last one before. That's the only one that uh, did happen. I went through these already. Just, just, oh, just so we're aware, I only know. one of these I predictions know. came true. Yeah. So Rose predictions, Eternite's release date didn't happen. Uh, Zansaro Games making a new Sly Cooper game didn't happen. Persona Three Remake <laughs> teaser didn't happen. Sony, uh, or I'm sorry, Christian. I don't know why I said Sony. <laughs> Christian's predictions. Kojima Productions teaser for an unannounced project developed for PSVR Two didn't happen. Stellar Blade gets a gameplay trailer with release date in October didn't happen. Blue Point announces a new game is not Metal Gear Solid is a new IP didn't happen. The Last of Us Factions <laughs> gameplay and release date. Sorry, Gage, it did not happen. SOCOM routines <laughs> returns with the teaser. Sorry, Gage, that did not happen. Wolverine oh. gameplay plus release window definitely did not happen. Uh, the only one that came true, my last prediction, Bungie's next project, Marathon Revival. Boom, let's go. Someone Damn again, fucking breaks. <laughs> what a fucking surprise. Uh, he keeps winning these things. Let's go. <laughs> Keep getting away with it. I can and I will. All right. Anything else before we close out the show, guys? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Disappointing show. Uh, disappointing show because we still don't know about the future of PlayStation, which is what we yeah. thought we were all getting. Yeah. We For don't sure. know what's coming outside of 2023, right? We don't have, they don't have anything announced for 2020. Well, we assume Wolverine, Wolverine is. Yeah. Right, but they don't have any confirmed title. Like, oh, come on. I don't know. For for 600 days, I don't Captain know if I was. Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it comes out next year but yeah the, the first party stuff yeah we still confused about yeah good cadence though good cadence of a showcase this is what i want from an hour-long showcase trailer after trailer after trailer talk when you need to explain the hardware bits that's it absolutely but you know who's never confused our audience and thank you to our audience that is watching us live on youtube and twitch as well as podcast services everywhere including apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and everywhere else you get your podcasts thank you ro thank you gage thank you christian for joining us earlier i am daniel and this has been podcast pxn and we are out much love and keep on gaming see ya peace and love brethren